You're listening to The Science of Storytelling, presented by Pressboard, a show about marketing, media, and the people making it happen. Your host is Jared Grimm. Welcome to a very special episode of The Science of Storytelling. For the first time, I'll be handing over the mic to a very special guest host and someone that has been helping marketers pivot and reposition their storytelling, especially as this world has changed around us. Tiffany Johnson has touched all aspects of the media business, from being a news producer to marketing roles, and now leads branded content operations for the USA Today Network at Gannett. Tiffany will be chatting with Jules Dewey from Five Star Senior Living. You know, in a pandemic that disproportionately affects older demographics, I think it's hard to imagine a more impacted sector than senior living facilities. So get settled in as Tiffany and Jules discuss their careers, why trust is so important, and lessons learned that will stay with them forever. Enjoy the show. Jules, thanks for joining me today for this chat. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, Well, obviously, we're going to be talking about storytelling today in our jobs and in our industries. And I really love talking to you because you have so many great stories and you're a great storyteller in yourself. And I think You know, that's a good place to start because I really want to talk about your past, your QVC days. And I love that because, as you know, now know I was a television news producer. And I found in my career that so many things, even though it's taken a pivot, a lot of the core competencies and skills I have today really stem from my days in TV, like the sense of urgency, attention to detail, obviously storytelling. Have you found that same correlation in your career? Tiffany, that that's a great question. And yes. Um, so in my previous life, um, I was an on-air um, product representative uh, at, on QVC. And you know, QVC really taught us about a backyard fence type of cell, um, which is really, you know, like a conversation like you and I are having right now, talking about you know, the features, benefits, the, the, the history and the background of a product and how it will benefit someone. Um, And really just having a conversation about how something can make your life easier. And that translated well for me um, into senior living sales. A story is something that everybody wants to hear. And it really resonates with um, an individual based upon what their need and what their experience is. for me, being able to have a conversation that was personal and, you know, telling my story, relating, you know, telling them the, the influence or the stories that um, I had from my experience with, um, you know, seniors in, in my role as a, as a community-based sales director um, really resonated with, with the individual. And because of that, you know, you were able to develop relationships and really kind of meet somebody in their journey. And, and that really led to my success as a senior living sales director. You know, it's not like you're selling a car or folding sweaters in a, you know, in a um, retail store. It's a very personal and emotional journey and sale. So, you know, really listening and then talking about the stories and the experiences you have is something that brings trust. So, you know, I completely agree with you. How did you go from 
QVC to five star. It doesn't seem like an obvious transition. <laughs> well, we're going to get real personal here, aren't we? Okay. Um, so, you know, I am from California and currently, you know, for the past 19 years, um, I live on the East Coast in Pennsylvania. So I was actually going through a divorce and, you know, my whole family lives in California and it was the holidays and I just, you know, I was having just an emotional day and I just really wanted to connect and feel like I had my people or some people that I could, you know, connect with my tribe. And um, I was driving down the road one day and I made a left-hand turn into a senior living community, went into volunteer. Well, that lasted about 24 hours before they said, you know, we would love it if you would even just work your part time and, you know, you know, we will, we'll get you the training that you need. And, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we would just love for you to be part of our, our, our team. So I said, well, you know, what the heck, of course, you know, it's part time. I was, you know, an on-air guest at QVC. Um, so I started off as a med tech in a senior living community and um, on my time away from the community, I would be on air and I'd be waving to my, to my uh, peeps at the, at, at the, uh, at the senior community. And, you know, through over time, um, I just fell in love with, with seniors. I, it just, it was, I connected um, with older adults. So I, you know, I did multiple roles within a senior living community um, activities. I worked, uh, you know, hands-on with advanced Alzheimer's and dementia, um, older adults. And it just, I just spoke that language. So the natural transition into a sales role in, in the senior living industry was just, it was just a natural transition. It's, you know, and once you have the experiences, it just made my, my journey to sales from, you know, on air, um, product sales to, you know, something that I loved and felt passionate about. And just, it just connected with me to being able to have success in assisting families with that. It's a stressful transition. It's an emotional transition. Um, so, you know, it just, it just kind of naturally progressed you know, like an organic process. And, um, you know, this is, this is my calling and this is where I will, I will, I will go right to the sunshine club one day. I love that. I mean, you don't get to talk to a lot of people who are like, this is my calling. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I'm interested to know. So what does a day in the life of Jules look like at five star? Well, it's, it's different now than it was four months ago. Um, prior to, um, the pandemic, um, you know, get March 1st, um, my life was very different. I, I spent a lot of time on the road, traveled a lot to communities, um, spent a lot of time, you know, working through um, the process, the sales process with sales team members, um, coaching them on, you know, how to connect and, 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 and do really thorough and personal discovery with the you know, the adult children, um, who are mainly the influencers. Um, you know, I, I was on the road a lot. Um, things have changed. You know, we, I had to pivot pretty quickly when I think it was March 15th was, it will go down in infamy. Um, my days now look a lot different. Um, you know, I'm work, I'm working remotely like most of us are. And, you know, I, you know, I support 19 communities, senior living communities. Um, each one of them are different. They all have their own different culture or, or, or personality. And really, I work with those communities to identify what their strengths and weaknesses are, 
um, where their opportunities lie and what are a threat to their success. And we work through those components um, to generate leads, qualify leads. Uh, we work towards identifying you know, the, the right individual that is the target consumer for those, those communities. And um, I support 19 of those communities on a daily basis. Um, I will say that one of the things that changed um, in my role that I do more than some other regional directors is I spend a lot of time focused on the marketing aspect with my communities as well. The digital marketing component, um, you know, is, is such a important, important piece of your marketing portfolio that I, I really have spent a lot of time educating myself in you know, the different strategies and you know what what's going to work and what what is going to touch the consumer while they're in their journey. So that's something that I do spend a lot of time on now, um, which is how you and I came to meet. So I um I want to read something to you. I was going through some of the content that you guys have worked with us on. It says you can't turn on the news or visit social media without hearing about the growing concern around COVID-19. While life continues as normal for most Americans, vulnerable populations should take extra care to stay healthy and avoid putting themselves at unnecessary risk. So when I was looking at this, I was like, oh my goodness, this was March 12th. This was so early on. This story was called Important Information That Seniors Should Know about the coronavirus and it tripped me out because I was like March 12th like I'm pretty sure that was might have been like my first day working from home my my son was still physically going into school and five star was really providing informative content on seniors in the pandemic before we even really knew like, the whole road that was ahead of us tell me about like how you guys really pivoted so quickly and like I was saying like in my mind I was like wait that was so early on now looking at the timeline and how things have progressed wow I that was March 12th I knew it was early but you know it, it like um, I, I think I definitely have um COVID time distortion um you're like wait was that a week ago two weeks ago like yeah you know, just kind of all like blending in together you know um, the senior living industry really, uh, you know, has has been a, a, a huge topic uh, and a focus throughout this pandemic. And early on, you know, we were, you know, I was hearing conversations about the coronavirus. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of individuals wanted to believe that it was just going to be a, you know, the flu, and it was just going to pass through, and it was going to be over shortly. You know, I may call it gut instinct. I'm not sure, but I really felt like um, this was a topic that we need to have a conversation about um, soon. And it wasn't something that we should wait uh, to have a conversation about, especially hearing that, you know, the older adults, these the seniors, the po that population was the most vulnerable. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, I may be in sales and marketing, but but our goal is to safely care for uh, the older older adult population who has trusted us to care for them and their loved ones who have trusted us to care for these older adults. And it was a conversation I was having, you know, with the with the team, with your branded content team. And you know, we 
we're, I'm very, very involved in the brainstorming and, co and collaboration with determining which branded content topics we're going to be um, using you know, month, each month. And, and that can change depending on what's going on in our world. But at that time, we were talking over, we had some topics that we had decided we were going to um, use. And we were, I said, okay, so we're gonna do this one and this one. And then we said, and, and I forget what the actual topic was. And I said, you know, I just feel like, like we, we really need um, something that's, that, that's, that's going to be different and that's gonna resonate with our consumer right now. And I said, I think we should talk about, about the coronavirus. This is before it was even called a pandemic. And I was sort of, we're, we're it, we would love to. But at that time, I don't think that any other senior living companies were truly like talking about the, the, the COVID-19 and seniors. Uh, I think there was a fear to have a discussion about what the risks were going to be or what um, you know the, the stressors that were gonna come into our communities. And in my opinion, transparency is, is key to trust. And if you don't have the trust from your consumer and, and your the, you know, the, the individuals who are reaching out for help, then you don't have anything. Like trust, trust and transparency is key to um, getting through things like this. So we just, we made the decision um, and your team did a fantastic job writing a branded content piece about just everything from what families needed to know, um, the risks that, you know, the specifically like risks that the seniors um, might have in different um, diagnoses, family members and, you know, their activities outside of the senior living community and how that could affect the senior as well. And it, that, I, that branded content article, the, it performed off the charts. Well, I, I'm so glad you brought up the team too. Um, so for our local IQ branded content programs, um, our clients get a dedicated program manager and a content strategist that work in partnership with them. You work with Stephanie Kelly and Abby Koch on, on our team, and you guys have really developed a strong relationship. And like you said, that trust is so important. Um, tell me about how that's really played a role in, in this partnership. Well, first of all, let me start off by saying, Abby and Stephanie, I consider, I've never met them in person. I consider them friends now um, and, and collaborators. They, they're, they're part of my team and I'm part of theirs. It's just, it really is, um, you know, it's, it's a marriage in so many ways, but it's a very communicative and collaborative marriage. The, I feel that the relationship we have built um, and the responsiveness that I have received from um, the team um, has been, has been, you know, it, it's, it has actually played a huge role in the success of our branded content campaign. Um, we strategized together, you know, Abby and Stephanie, neither of them came from the senior living world. And you know, we in the beginning we were kind of doing like the whole trial by error thing. We're going, okay, well, let's try this topic and let's try this topic. And they never came back to me and try and tried to convince me that an article that didn't a branded content article that did not perform well performed well. Um, we really had open and honest dialogue about what was working and wasn't working. 
because of that open, transparent communication between us, we were able to then take what worked and really, you know, take that and 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 pivot the, that that conversation and the and the verbiage verbiage to continue to connect with our consumer. And that, you know, that that's a huge part of, of having a successful branded content campaign is being involved. And, and Stephanie and Abby were so open to suggestions and to brainstorming and getting excited. And we would, we, you know, we, we would spend so much time just, you know, doing research online and it was, it was fun. Like we had a great time. We, we still have a great time doing it. But, uh, but being able to have that responsiveness and that relationship has played a huge part in how we've been able to pivot quickly throughout this uh, unprecedented time in, in our industry. You know, we were able to, you know, we might have planned certain topics for a month or even for a couple months in advance. And it, we, we quickly learned that we might need to change those in a moment's notice based upon what was going on in our industry. And they were on board, responsive, um, and that it's played a huge role. I mean, the trust between the three of us is, 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 it's a beautiful dance, as I said before. So it's one thing to have a story told, but it's also, especially now um, in this pandemic, important to have your voice in the story. How important has that been for you to have your own voice told through the stories um, and on a trusted platform, because we keep going back to like trust and transparency. How important is that for you? Well, um, I don't think there is anybody um, that hasn't, that isn't fully aware of the media's coverage of nursing homes, um, long-term care communities, you know, senior living, the senior living industry. Um, you know, having a voice in the narrative um, has played a crucial part in how we've been able to, to, to be able to communicate the differences between, you know, you know what is happening in some of in our communities um, and what is happening across the country. And really being able to have a voice in um, telling our, our story. You know, you know, the media likes, there's a lot of sensationalism and we all know that we're, you know, what happened, you know, it, it changes overnight at times and, you know, the media will, will focus on another um, topic or, you know, they're like, now it's all about mask wearing, but having a voice in, in telling who we are, what we do and what we were doing to protect the older adults that were living in our community was crucial. We were able to discuss, you know, the the different infection control, safety precautions that we were taking. Um, you know, we think about it. You know, we nineteen communities. One's right outside of. We have two that are on right outside of Manhattan, and every day you have individuals who are showing up. They have their own families. They are they they every day they are coming in and. Um, putting their themselves in harm's way at times just to make sure that they are caring for these older adults. Um, you know, having being able to have a voice and a, and a voice in that narrative, I really truly feel has 
allowed the communities to be able to seamlessly transition into the road of recovery from the pandemic. Um, you know, telling the stories of family members who were so thankful for all that we were doing to protect their loved one. Um, you know, talking about the caregiver stress for the family members who were at home caring for their older adults in a setting where they were now working remotely as well. And, you know, identifying and, and relating to their, the stresses that they were, that they were, you know, encountering and letting them know that, that our communities were safe and that we were, we, Five Star Senior Living acted fast, you know, but being able to have that, to communicate that on a platform that, such as, such as USA Today Local IQ, um, really helped our communities to, to have a voice in, in, the, in the whole pandemic. Yeah, it's so important. And like the human interest element is really important in the stories you guys have been telling. Um, and you guys are running in multiple markets. So we've also learned that it's not like a one size fit all, right? Like, tell us about like how localizing your stories has played a role in the strategy. So the one thing that I have learned, and if I were to give anybody advice um, on developing a branded content strategy, at least anyone who, who covers multiple um, you know, demographics, you know, it isn't one size fits all. You know, working in four states, what works in one state, like for instance, Delaware, um, it's different than what's going to work in New York. Or New Jersey, and even in New Jersey, you're looking at you know you have you've got Northern New Jersey, you have Central New Jersey, you have Southern New Jersey, and those markets are also very different. So knowing your demographic and tailoring your messaging to that demographic is is truly one of the most important aspects of a branded content campaign. And and honestly, especially during this pandemic, because that I think that's really taught me to be able to pivot and 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 be focused on what's happening in the moment in each one of my markets. Um, you know, what was happening in New York was different than what was happening in Delaware, and what was happening in Pennsylvania, and even the different counties in Pennsylvania. Every it was it was very different, and having a, you know a discussion about. Um, you know, one topic that that really truly relates to New York, who was really, you know, they were in the hub of, of of the pandemic early on, and you know, Delaware wasn't at the time. So, you know, having different messages that is going to um, speak to your market and the specific markets is truly what's going to make your branded content campaign successful. <laughs> We'll be back to the episode in just a few seconds. But first, we have some exciting news for you. At Pressboard, we love stories, but we know how hard it can be to measure them. So we're here to help, whether it's a sponsored article on a news site, an Instagram post from an influencer, or a video on YouTube. Our tech measures it all. Pressboard is already trusted by Spotify, Intel, NBC Universal, Hearst, and thousands more. And here's the big news. Listeners of the podcast can try out the Pressboard platform platform for free. Just email info at pressboardmedia.com right now. All right, let's get back to the show. So, you know, when we're developing stories and partnership with um, clients, we try to 
make sure we work around the framework of making sure the stories are informing, engaging, and connecting. But I feel like Five Star, and particularly over the last few months, the connecting part has been, there's really been a strong like engagement and connection with, with the audience. Why do you think um, your audience is, I guess, connecting emotionally to, to this content? Well, you know, um, when I first, I think it's been a little over two years now um, that I've been working with Local IQ. And, you know, we started out with topics that, and honestly, we were kind of going safe in the beginning and we're, we're, we're testing the waters. And through, I think the first, the, 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 if I'm correct, the first branded content article topic that literally performed off the charts like blew it out of the water was a, a piece on caregiver stress. And this is pre pandemic. And, you know, our, our topics for the, you know, our branded content topics were performing well. Um, but this one blew it out of the water and like, wow. So this is what's resonating with, 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 with our, our consumer, our, you know, the influencer, the adult child, they want to feel like somebody understands what they're experiencing. And because of that, we kind of, we started talking about, well, so now we know which topics resonate. Um, we also learned which ones didn't. And based upon that, we, we were then able to really tailor our, our communication um, and our content to meet the, the journey of our consumer, meet them in their journey. And, you know, we had this conversation one time, Stephanie, Abby, and myself, I said, you know, we already know what topics we should be talking about because it's the same topics that lead, you know, the working daughter to come into one of our communities and say, I need your help. Um, you know, we're overcoming these obstacles every day and assisting family members with the, in the overcoming of, um, you know, issues that they're dealing with at home with their older adults. And it was proven through our branded content. So we started to tailor those, those conversations and we, we tailored it to what was going on at that time. What was going, you know, what, you know, whether it might be the holidays and talking about lonely, senior loneliness, that was another branded content article that really resonated with, with our, with our consumer, because it's true. I mean, family members are so worried about, you know, their older adults and are they lonely and are they at home and nobody's coming to visit and the guilt that comes along with the, you know, the adult child working and not being able to, you know, be there as much as they would like to be. So when, as these content pieces started performing, you know, just mind blowing numbers from what I understand, I'd learned that part, but you know, we just started tailoring our conversations around that, that, those types, types of topics. And because of that, we've been able to meet our customer in their, in their journey. I, I, I often say, I have found that when somebody is going to shop for anything, something happened, something has happened. And whatever that instance is that has occurred, that happening is what leads somebody to start their shopping journey or their journey to education, the education piece of, of 
their journey that's going to lead lead them to actually then to buy. I would I would say that the typical consumer, once that instance that that thing has happened that that um, that problem something has happened that's led them to start looking for a product. They're going. They're not just going to go right to your website and say, "All right, I'm going to buy this right now." I mean, we, we're educated these days. We spend a lot of time doing research on, you know, our options. And you know, I use the example of, you know, holidays were coming around, and you know, I was like, "Man, I'm eating, eating a little bit too much. I want a gym membership. I want to start working out, but I want it to be on my certain time frame." So, you know, what do I do? I sat down and I probably did 10 internet searches, you know, you know, looking for different options and, you know, then going, so maybe I need, maybe I need an exercise product at home so that I, I can uh, tailor my workouts around my time frame and what I need. And, and that led me to finally say, okay, I'm going to buy this certain product and, you know, this, this home exercise equipment. And after doing this research, then I went to the website and, decided to buy. It's the same thing in the healthcare industry, in the senior living industry. Something occurred with their loved one or that older adult that has led them to say, okay, it's time for me to start looking at options um, and, and, and for either safety, um, for, for social, socialization. Um, there's a need. So there's at least, I would say our consumer does research or, or, or Googles a topic at least six times bef minimum before they're even going to go to your website to see what you have to offer. So for me, what did I, when I was looking for exercise equipment, what did I, what did I search? You know, I'm searching, um, you know, uh, gyms near me. I'm searching, then I'm going, oh, we look, looking at different products. They're looking at the same things. It's just tailored to an older, older adult issues like how to talk to mom about not driving. Um, you know, I, mom's not taking her medications, um, early signs of Alzheimer's and dementia, things like that. So if they're searching for information or they're, they're searching for information that's going to resonate with what, how they feel and what they're experiencing, if you can meet them in that journey, you can not only connect with them, you can start building that relationship early on. And that is what the branded content portion of my digital campaign with your company has done for, for my communities. Ironically, you know, my region has 40% more internet leads than um, some other regions within the company. And when, when you look at how they're, how we are getting those internet leads, it's coming directly from, because we are meeting them in their journey. Really interesting. Awesome. Um, one of my questions is too, like, um, you know, we talked about the success of your campaigns, but has your de definition of success or expectations or standards for your results changed in any way during this time? Yes. You know, it, it really, it's really, it's been really exciting um, to be involved in this, 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 the, the, the branded content strategy and then watch, you know, seeing the, the, the performance increase and, and, in, and you get really excited. I, I know Stephanie and Abby and I have, have often said, God, it's just so, 
so hard to, um, you, you just want to keep outperforming the last one. Um, and now at this point in time, we really don't have a branded content piece that isn't performing well. Mm -hmm. I mean, for, for an industry standard, when you know that you're connecting, that you're connecting with the, the individuals that, that, that you've committed to helping, like I said, this is, this is my calling. This is what I do. I, I, you know, I, we need a Rosetta Stone for senior living for older adults. You know, it's evidence-based. It's data-driven. So knowing that you are connecting with the person that, that you have committed to assisting through this emotional and stressful transition, that feels great. Like, it's one of my favorite parts of, of what I do. To know that I'm, I'm reaching the person when they are in that moment of, okay, I, I need, I need help. I need to, I need to start looking into, you know, what are my options? What's, you know, when, when, when you meet that person in, you know, and are able to help that individual when they, when they're at one of the scariest times in their lives, you know, that feels great. So yeah, my expectation has changed. I have to keep my expectations realistic at times, but um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always trying to striving to do better. And so is, so is Abby and so is Stephanie. So is the local IQ team. We're all on the same page. Like we don't ever want to just like say, okay, just let, we'll, we'll just go with this. It's not ever an option for us. And you know, my expectation um, as I continue to add mar different markets within my regions, as I add a digital branded market, branded content marketing strategy into their communities, um, I'm looking for the performance out of the gate, and we have. That's the cool part as well, Tiffany. Um, so we started off with just with with a with a cluster in um, Delaware. That's where we started off our, our digital marketing campaign with Look Like You. And once we had, you know, we, we really had got, you know, we, we were on a stride. Our stride was just going like this. So, you know, our, our, our branded content was just performing. We were able to take what we learned um, from the original campaign in Delaware into the other markets. And we didn't have that time where we were like doing, you know, had the, the trial and error. We were able to perform out of the gates which to me was just, it was exciting. So I love the way, and it's an interesting way to think about results when it comes to branded content, because it really is about the connection and the conversation. So for you, that's really the signal when you see those engagement numbers that this is a two-way conversation. Not only have I told the story and put presented this information, but the engagement numbers are the signal for you that, you know, it's two way, they, they're reading the content, they're engaging. And so I think that is really exciting. I'm like, wow, that it was like an aha <laughs> for me. Like that's the signal. So, and you want to keep that conversation going, yeah. right? You don't want to like pick up the phone and no one's like listening. So that's, those are the signals. So as the results continue to, to show that, that, that is really exciting. It is, and to be part of that, and to be part of the, the brainstorming and the collaboration, um, in, in in that success, it, it is exciting, you know. And there, the one thing I really do love about um, the, the the campaign that I have with Local IQ is the 
the branded content lives on the, you know, the media page that's specific to the market. We also own all the real estate on that branded content page, whether it be on social media, whether it be through the email blast, whatever it may be. So we own all the real estate and all of our branded content articles live on that page as well. So when the consumer, when they find, when they get to your article, all of your other branded content articles and the topics, they're right there. They stay with you. They stay with your, with your messaging and they're getting all, they're, they're getting everything they need right from, from the landing page where your branded content is. So if you can keep your consumer there, the likelihood of them then clicking on one of the links within your branded content or one of the display ads that runs along the, on the side and going directly to your website is much stronger than if you, than if you were, you weren't working with, with a, a digital strategist that understood that piece. So I feel, and the results are showing that though branded content is really, you know, is meant to, it's meant for brand awareness. Yes, it's true. But it's also an edu- you know, a piece that will drive leads. It will drive leads to your, um, to your websites or to your, you know, to pick up the phone and call you even, um, because you know, everything's, it's all right that you own all that real estate. So because we, we own all the real estate in that page and it's all interactive and we have the display ads running, running, uh, along with it, within the branded content landing page that display ad is active. So we have a call to action that when they click on that call to action, it takes them directly to our uh, community's website and prompts them to schedule a tour. So instead of them then going back and doing a search and trying to remember what your community's name is, what was that place? You know, and then going to, you know, doing an internet search and ending up with a third party referral service or ending up with one of your competitors because, you know, the, the layman doesn't necessarily know what they're clicking on at times when they're, when they're going to search. Because we have been able to tell a story that resonates with our consumer and keep them within our, you know, our, our information and, and our, and our um, education pieces they're not leaving. They're not leaving the site. Um, they're staying there because the next article, like the, oh, I need to read this one. This is this is I'm I'm going through this as well. Or, you know, it, it's it it's resonating with our consumer, and it leads them to directly go to our websites, and that's proven by the by the analytics. And you know, it's also very interest, interesting to me to look at the time that. You know, our targeted demographic um, is spending on the articles. I mean, a minute, 90 seconds. If you and I sat here right now and didn't say a word for 90 seconds, it would feel like an eternity. 10 seconds feels like an eternity. When you read a branded content piece or an article that, that you find on social media, how long do you spend on the article? So looking at how long that they're spending that, you know, that the, the scroll depth that they are um, that they are that they're reading through in the branded content the time that they're spending um, 
that that's been real. That's another, that's another success. And, and, a, and a, a key, um, a key component to what I consider to be six successful branded content. So I think we talked a lot about how we've had to pivot during this time and definitely on your end for our business as well. Um, are there any lessons that you're actually really excited or thankful to have learned now that, you know, you'll, they'll change your approach to your business and your marketing moving forward or forever? I think the one thing that I, um, have learned through these crazy times is to not be afraid of having what could be considered difficult conversations because it's a conversation, isn't it? Um, early on discussing COVID and seniors, you know, that could be, that could, for some, they might've considered that to be, you know, risky or scary. I think that what I have learned is to, to go fearlessly into some of these conversations. And, you know, that is what the consumer wants to hear about and being able to, to have a voice in that and be able to control some of that narrative. Um, I think that that is something that I will continue to do. I love that. And, you know, I was just sitting here thinking, if I look back through, I guess, my life or my career, there have been times where I really had challenges and I really had to dig deep, make tough decisions and evolve. I guess as we were talking about today, pivoting, but through those times when I make it to the other side, <laughs> those are really the moments that I'm most proud of. And it's too early to say we haven't made it to the other side of the pandemic yet, but I already feel like I guess that real connection to this moment and how, like you said, the conversations we're having with our clients and the relationships we're building. Um, I'm really proud of what we've done. Um, so I guess I'll ask you, or over the last few months or even over your career, what are you, what are you most proud of? You know, I think that this time is going to be one of the one, it's going to be that moment. Um, it, it was a crazy, crazy day, I'll never forget the day when it felt like the world stopped. And, you know, we, are, we're, we aren't through it. We aren't. Um, and we're gonna have to continue to pivot. Um, and things are gonna, as we're saying now, things are gonna change. And, and I've learned how resilient one can be um, in a time where you're not sure what's gonna happen tomorrow. And being able to support a team and keep them, um, keep them motivated and being able to support the families and the older adults that we were able to keep safe during this time. Uh, I think this will definitely be one of those moments in my life where I will look back and say, we survived a pandemic and we came through it. And yeah, it's, I, I, I could definitely get emotional about th you know, thinking about I can, I mean, just, you know, and, and I mean, I'm humbled to be honest with you. I am humbled uh, by the level of commitment of the team members that are in our communities, humbled. I didn't, I haven't been able to see a lot of them face to face, um, but I've, you know, when I started having the, uh, you know, the Zoom calls and I was able to see them on camera, I never, I didn't even realize how emotional that was going to feel to see these individuals who, they committed to being there and never wavered. And that was humbling. It, that's the honest to God truth. Like if I, if I could truly like give say the one, like the one thing that like the emotion that I feel is 
I mean, I, these people are, imagine being executive director at one of our senior living communities through this, through, I mean, one in New York, you know, um, that had that had to be tough to get up every day and and go in and be and be and keep people coming back every day in a, in in a time that we didn't we didn't know that this was going to happen and you know no one was truly prepared but these executive directors not only took leadership of these communities but they never wavered in doing everything they could to keep the team safe and the seniors safe. And that was hard. They had to make hard decisions. Um, so, you know, I am proud of being able to be part of their voice. That I am, but I am humble. I am truly humbled. You know, it's not to say that I haven't had a stressful four months during, a, during this pandemic, but I'm able to work remotely. You know, I, I think about what, in, what, what these individuals have, have done over these past four months. You know, there, there are team members who literally, when they, when, after they punched out, they would go up to one of the residents' rooms and they would sit there and just have a conversation with them. You know, you know a senior that, that had poor eyesight and they would just sit and have a conversation with them. Um, these team members, you know, five-star set laps, uh, iPads to um, the communities and they would go in and have Zoom calls with the family members. And the it's touching to the stories that I have heard um, and some of the pictures that I have seen. It, it, it's, it humbles you. Oh, thank you. Well, you're awesome. Like, thank you, Jules, so much for being on the show with me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Science of Storytelling. Don't forget to leave us a comment. We love hearing from you. We have a ton more episodes coming up this season with some absolutely amazing guests. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss a single one. See you next time.